0: Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got an opinion? You can call the show on the Riverwind Casino call in line at 405 329 9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405 651 3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Second down and six. Oklahoma chewing up this Oklahoma State defense, which comes in 128th ranked against the pass. Gabriel going to work again, looking deep. Got
1: a receiver wide open. That's
0: for a touchdown! for is there. Nobody covered him. All right, Oklahoma State.
1: Kevin taking over after another touchdown, and they're not on the same page. And it's an interception.
0: Four consecutive years now that they've been bowl eligible Victory! DJ Cowley! Yeah. We were All I do is win, 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 no matter what Got money on my mind, I can never get enough And every time I step up in the building Everybody hands go up! Ladies and gentlemen, this was a battle between a program With a winning culture and a program
1: that does not a winning culture, and at the end of the day, the program with the winning culture prevails against the program that does not have a winning culture.
0: And they stay there, and they say yeah, and they say there.
1: Oh, man. I knew it was coming somewhere, Tyler. I knew it was coming. Fantastic that stuff. That didn't
2: happen Saturday? That wasn't said? Sorry, oh. sorry. Got my games mixed up. Oh, yeah, oh, you're right. Man. That was from the Texas game I put in there. Yeah, my bad.
1: Excellent, excellent stuff. At first, at the beginning of that montage, I was like, why in the hell is he playing all these weird sound bites from the game? Why isn't he playing the radio call from Toby <laughs> like we always do? And then I remembered, oh, yeah, yeah, we can't play highlights from the football game on our radio station because of the franchise. Amazing. Um but
2: I, just call just out by name, okay? Let's go. Well,
1: I, I mean, that's,
0: that's
2: who it that is. is.
1: Yeah. Um yeah. What a fascinating football game. Can we Tyler. start yeah,
2: can we start with the positives at least this segment yeah. and then we'll get to um, the issues that exist with this team, you know, coming up next cuz I did a 2-hour post-game show on Saturday and you would not have known that OU won the game by 15 points. Defense? What? Yeah, I mean, it was uh and that's fine, whatever. It was It was like 75% negativity on the phone calls after the game, Ooh. which I did not, and maybe this is foolish of me, being around this program for as long as I have my entire life, basically. I did not think, though, a situation could exist on Friday where OU could cover the 7.5 and, and actually win by double digits, win by two scores, and people would be pissed off after the game. But that's where we were.
1: Yeah. Well, hey, um, that's where we are, so let's stay with the positives, you say. Defense, man. Well, how about the first quarter was absolutely unbelievable. Uh, Right down the field, you know, couldn't have gone any better on that opening series. Boom, boom, boom. I think the first play of the game was an incompletion. After that, just ripped it right down the field for a touchdown, defense goes 3 and out we go in for a touchdown again defense forces a turnover we punch it in for a touchdown again just incredible start to the game and i had a feeling like we're going to we're going to score 100 points tonight yep. it was so much fun love seeing the the team like get off to a start like that and just Release some anxiety, right, and and be able to go out and cut loose and have fun and play with some confidence. And you saw that you could tell the fans. Fans needed the anxiety, uh, you know, release a little bit as well. It was a good crowd. It was great weather. It was a. I thought Tyler. I thought the in-game entertainment. Was excellent.
2: The uh, turning the lights off and, and doing the lights for the uh, the intro video was was awesome, man. That was that was yeah. really cool. That was very well the done. Intro
1: video, lights off, fire blazing. That was awesome. Um, <laughs> I think our uh, joking and laughing nonstop about the fifty thousand recognitions Didn't going happen, on in the end zone. Did it? Uh, I don't know because they were few and far between. And we were cranking music yep. throughout the the, the yeah they, they
2: they would introduce another team on campus and then start cranking that music and it, yep. it worked it helped man we still had the kick in for chicken early in the game but hey that field goal was made too if I can remember correctly yeah atmosphere That's overall right. was good Brent Venable's talked about it after the game but yeah that that first quarter was a therapy session for everyone in there it was just. Um, it yeah. was a moment that this fan base really, 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 really needed. And That's right. That team, especially that defense, fed off of it early on. Man,
1: amazing defense. Um, I thought they were. I thought they were great at all three levels. Defensive line got after that offensive line like we thought. Oklahoma State's offensive line is, um, you know, a little below par for them this year, and and there was a big difference. Uh, right there on the line of scrimmage for Oklahoma. Thought our backers played really well. Uh, secondary coverage was excellent for the most part. C.J. Colden, I thought, was great. Bowman saved the day with a nice interception. You saw Deshaun White with an interception in the end zone. Whatever it was getting, it was getting worrisome there for a little bit with Oklahoma State driving, and Deshaun White uh, gets that interception. And we'll get into it, but Oklahoma State had two more yeah. possessions after that. Well, I mean, it, it,
2: the, the thing is, is yeah, and that that's just it. It's not just that the defense held Oklahoma State to thirteen points. Like it's so much deeper than that. Because as well as they had played up to that point, I'm sure we all had the same thought of, okay, well, OSU's about to go score on this drive, and this game might end up going into overtime. Like because it felt like OU, OSU was going to score there. OU gets a pick instead. Like, this time around, when they needed to come up with the late stop, they were able to get it, unlike the past couple of games. Like, when I say it's deeper than just only allowing 13 points, and I know that this is the positive segment, but i got to bring up a little negative to get back to the positive. The offense literally, Teddy, put the defense in the worst position possible to have a good game in the final three quarters. Time of possession was awful. Um, they had so many consecutive three and outs. They were outgained. The offense did literally nothing in the final three quarters to help the defense have a great game. But it did not matter. Even with that, even with being out on the field, seemingly 75% of the game, that defense still figured out a way to play probably its best four quarters of the year. And we, yeah. we. a lot of people have, have given them a lot of crap, and some of that has been deserved. But I'm telling you, man, Three out of the past four games, it hasn't been close. The defense has been the better side of the football, and yeah. that's something. It's growth. That, that, that unit is not great yet. they still got a long way to go, but Saturday showed me a lot of growth. And don't, I mean, don't throw, oh, Oklahoma State sucks offensively. Well, OSU sucks defensively, and the OU offense couldn't do anything about it. Whatever. This OU defense is getting better, and it was the reason why they won the game Saturday.
1: Right. Uh, tell me what this does for you. Get ready. Now try and contain yourself. Punt, interception, interception, punt, punt, interception, punt, field goal, punt, end of half. How's that do you for a, a first Sorry. half defensive? Can,
2: can you repeat that after the third punt? I passed out and I just <laughs> I just came to. Can, can, can you repeat that, please?
1: Uh, oh yeah, and you know, in the one field goal that Oklahoma State did get, um, you know, that was a ten play drive, and. You know, they started with some decent field position, Oklahoma State did, and forced them to continue to force them to snap it again, snap it again. They had a first and goal and um, end up just getting a field goal out of it. Third and goal at the the seven, couldn't get it, and uh, opted to go for the – which was kind of shocking at the time because it was (laughs) 28-0. And we were talking about on the broadcast. I was like, I wonder what Oklahoma State fans think of this call by Uh, by Mike Gundy going for the field goal here down four touchdowns, but um, force a field goal there and, you know, take it into halftime 28-3. Excellent stuff.
2: Well, even the one touchdown they scored, it should have been third and long instead of first and goal from inside the five. Because I've seen a lot of bad pass interference calls this year. That was the single worst pass interference call I have seen this college football season. And I posted it on Twitter today and watched it about eight times before I sent, sent it out just to make sure I was right. Oh, I was right. There's not a circumstance where I can see P.I. on that one. So even the one touchdown that OSU scored with 102 plays that they had, OSU had 102 plays on Saturday. They scored one touchdown all night long. And really, they may have probably should have got that one because it should have been third and, like,
1: 12.
2: A, a third and 12 situation. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yep, should have been third and 12. Shocker, OU is on the wrong side of a pathetic call by the officials in back-to-back weeks. Wow. Uh, amazing. But um, first half was excellent. Okay, Tyler. No. You ready? Next segment. Hang on. Next Hang segment
2: on. we will. We'll get Here's to it Here's how next they ended segment. the
1: game, though. Here's how they ended the game. Punt, interception, punt, downs. Come on, man. Yeah. Just unbelievable stuff from, uh, from the OU defense. Yeah. Love it. That, love it, love it, love it. The
2: D line was nasty, man. Um, Spencer Sanders, half of his jersey had grass, grass stains in the second quarter. I mean, he... And and you give him credit, like he didn't play well, but at least he battled out there and competed. But OU made his life miserable. I mean, that was probably the second worst game of his career, arguably, in a guy that's played in a lot of college football games outside of that Baylor Big 12 championship game. The D-line was nasty. The secondary was really good. Um, At all three levels, like you said, they played outstanding football. And OSU had no hope all night long of running the ball. And I know they weren't a great rushing offense coming in and – that didn't change against a defense that has given up like 200 yards per game on the ground. They were awesome, yep. man.
1: Yep. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Um, yeah, Spencer Sanders, gutsy effort. Banged up shoulder, cold weather on the road. He throws it 67 times with a bad shoulder and runs at 17. That's uh, that's 84 snaps directly going through him of their 102 that is a uh that is a tough tough work day now he did have a qbr of 21 so um it wasn't great but he did uh did have a gutsy effort out there and um you know still still had some opportunities late there and couldn't get anything going got big sacks big pressure late whenever we needed it Fantastic. Well, and that was a
2: defense, too. I I love that the offense would go three and out. There'd be a timeout. Timeout on the field. And they'd be over there in their huddle on the field, you know, getting juiced up right before the drive, right? they got to be right back out there after getting a stop or an interception. But you could see Schmitty in the middle. They're jumping up and down, getting ready. And that was a defense that played with attitude. That's the defense that played with confidence. And we haven't seen that, man. We saw some big hits because of the confidence and the attitude and the energy that they were playing with. And, again, I I was waiting for them to give up a touchdown and for it to be a one-score game. I will admit that. I thought that that was going to happen. And instead they get a big interception in the end zone. And you're starting to see, man, you're really starting to see it, Billy Bowman starting to come into his own. Like He's he's their dude back there um, in the back end. Deshaun White, I wish he could come back cuz he's really having an excellent year. Guys on the defensive line are starting to play at a much higher level than they were. They're they're starting to they're starting to come together a little bit. They really are.
1: Yep. Um You want to hear something interesting? Sure. Um now this is defense and special teams. 23 defensive players registered a tackle.
2: Oh wow, that is interesting. Dang.
1: Yep. Yep. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, and that's through through special teams and defense. You had that many guys get in on the action. Um which uh which was excellent. We even had Tyler how about making something happen in the special teams hey, return game?
2: I, I know. Huh? I know. I, it was it, it was it was good. Uh, text line before we hit a break and inevitably have to talk about the offense and what happened in the final three quarters. Spencer just needed two more passes after you referenced the 67 times that he threw it on Saturday. Oh, yeah,
1: that's true. Uh, that's true.
2: From the 918, put us in the college football playoff, you cowards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, We there's a chance we could be the first five-loss team to make the playoff.
2: Well, if they had if they had an Alabama logo uh, somewhere, then they probably they probably would be yes. How about yep. the first down for OSU when they were a yard and a half short? Yeah, that was bad too.
1: Yeah, yep. It was it was um, it was fun though. That's the thing. It was it was entertaining. It was exciting. It it's the it's the perfect thing. It's a win where the defense played fantastic. And the fans have something to complain about, right? <laughs>
2: just, it's a win just all like the way the across old days. the board. Yeah, just like the old days, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, feels good to be back. Feels good to it be really back.
1: It really does. We're back, baby. <laughs> we are
2: back. Two more. Knock on wood, but my goodness, the confidence the defense had and played with was insane and has me excited. Keep the confidence, in this defense can be very good. Uh, let's see. I love the Sooners 100%. Not the biggest fan of some of our fans I believe in our coaches and players and I believe we will, be, we will be playing for championships in the near future maybe um maybe this is a question that we need to pose to the text line later on in the show I'm just wondering if Saturday night's performance or what they've been able to do in three of the past four games has changed people's opinions whatsoever on kind of the, the direction that the defense is is headed overall because there's been times where it's been really bad this year, but it's it's gotten better over the past month. And I wonder if yeah. anyone's minds have been changed at all about what it's going to look like next year and beyond.
1: I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, there's probably going to be some that say, yes, their mind has changed. But there's going to be, I would guess the majority is going to say, well, they only played good defense against – the worst offenses in the conference, right? And, you know, I'm not even necessarily sure that that is the case, probably close to it, but I'm – here's the thing. When you're young and you're inexperienced, you're going to have peaks and valleys, right? And there's been a lot of valleys, but we've seen a couple of peaks here in the last couple of weeks, and it's something really good to build on. And you look at the, the defense and how many underclassmen are out there getting real-world experience, trying to fight through, trying to battle, and it does leave you optimistic for what this group can become. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. Keep the text coming, 651-3439. Hanging out at Newcastle Casino today, I-44, exit 107. Remember, I'm hanging out at the front row sports bar, like always. Happy hour every day from 3 to 6 with drink specials, plus we've got – All kinds of different promotions going on throughout the casino. Always good stuff going on here at Newcastle. We'll be back.
0: Football is here, and your home for the best Sooner coverage statewide is the ref. From the booth to the sidelines and beyond. 515 Norman Regional's Community Call Center.
1: From 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, 405-515-5000, and a live person will match you with a provider that best fits your needs. Norman Regional has 17 primary care clinics throughout South Central Oklahoma, providing you with quality care close to home. Whether you need a wellness visit, a physical, sick care, or management of chronic conditions, just call 405-515-5000.
2: You know, we came out fast. That's what we wanted to do. Um, We've sh- shown a
1: flash of who we are, what we can be. I mean, it's frustrating. You know what I'm saying? We, we come in every single day and work our ass off um, to to find a way to win. And, you know, when you're not executing on third downs or,
0: you know, moving the chains and giving us ourselves a chance. Um, I think the most frustrating part is it's self-inflicted.
2: Quarterback Dylan Gabriel, after the game on Saturday, obviously frustrated with the offense's performance in the final three quarters. We were all frustrated with the offense's performance in the final three quarters. And, uh, man, I said it going into the West Virginia game. There was no excuse for the OU offense not to play well. They didn't. So said the same thing last week. There's no excuse for the OU offense to not play well against a uh, very average OSU defense. They didn't do it in the final three quarters. I am uh, I don't know about you. I'm concerned about the overall direction of the offense.
1: What What do you mean concerned? It's just so
2: hit or miss with those guys. Either it's a minute and a half touchdown drive or it feels like it's four or five consecutive three and outs where they take about 45 seconds off the clock and put their defense back out on the field in a really tough spot. I don't think this offense has done a very good job at all recently of helping aid the defense. In fact, I think that they've done a really poor job at that. Um, they're missing on a lot of easy. I thought the wide receivers collectively had their worst game of the year. The run game wasn't there. the clock management wasn't there. yeah, dude i'm I'm concerned about the overall direction of the offense. Yeah, the two defenses they faced the past two weeks were very gettable and oh, you didn't get them.
1: right. Well, that's true. but I, I guess what I mean by what? Are you concerned? Meaning, like you don't think we're going to beat Texas Tech because of it, or
2: I mean, yeah, sure, yeah. I'd like in the here and now, I'm very concerned about what this offense is currently.
1: Right. Because it only needs to exist in this form for one more game.
2: Well, two more, but yeah, I, I yeah. I guess that's there. right.
1: Two more. They
2: got the six wins, Teddy. They're, they're, they're going to a postseason yeah. bowl game. Yeah,
1: let's go, baby. <laughs> I was there for a second. I I was a little – I was waiting at the end of that game. I thought maybe we were going to get a, a field storming, but um, – Oh,
2: I threw a Liberty Bell on the field. Did you threw not see Liberty that? Bell. Yeah,
1: uh-huh. And I, I did see some people throwing their uh, Experian credit report onto the field mm. – like we had A asked on 80s. Friday. A
2: lot of 580s. It was kinda weird hey, to say. okay,
1: don't – we know our fan base, Tyler. You don't have to get personal, <laughs> all right? Um, yeah, there's some concern offensively. And I, um, I don't know – like I don't know how to find necessarily the root of the issue – if that makes sense. Here's what I gather. We, we are good running the football whenever we are successful stretching the field, all right? But as teams pile the box on us as the game wears on and they start to challenge our wide receivers to beat them in one on ones, we don't find a whole lot of separation. Yep, we don't find a whole lot of separation with our wide receivers, and we don't have uh, we don't have the confidence at quarterback right now to be able to run some intermediate stuff that helps create some of like as a as a secondary player if you're covering an Oklahoma wideout. You're either covering a zero yarded yard route, or you're covering a covering a, a go route, something down the field. So as a as a corner, as a cover guy, it becomes really easy. What do I always say about defense? What makes playing defense easy is when you can force the offense into predictable situations. Well, when the offense continues to show that they're predictable. With route concepts and route tree, it gets easy on a secondary. Zero yard or or go ball. I mean that's what we're that's what we're facing. So um like I don't know I don't know why we haven't expanded on the pass game. I don't know if it's a you know, if we feel like Dylan Gabriel is limited in that regard, so we haven't done a whole lot of those things, but You know, it's it's made it it's made it difficult on us in the passing game, and the running game. The running game suffers as a consequence to not being able to to convert on third and and put long drives together. You just pile the box, and everyone gets closer and closer and closer, and challenges you to beat them deep. And whenever they got guys that can run and cover, becomes difficult
2: two third-down conversions in the past two weeks against two defenses that aren't very good, Um, that's just that's unacceptable. And, you know, the the troubling thing is, if you would have told us before the game, well, OU's going to go 1-14 of on third down, then you probably think, well, they're not going to be very good on first and second down. A lot of third and longs on Saturday night. And I guess that was the case at some points. But, man, I, I don't have all of the third downs, but I remember a lot of third and threes. And a lot of third and twos and a lot of third and fours. Like, third yeah. and very manageable down. And it almost seems like it's mental at this point. Yeah. Where mentally, they are scared to death of third downs. That's what it felt like. I mean, they, they tighten up big time on those third downs. and can't pick one up to save their life. It was sad.
1: It was sad to see.
2: I think they had, like, what, they had, like, six consecutive three and outs in the second half? How's that yeah, happen? That's right.
1: that's right. It happens, like I said. You become predictable, and teams continue to tighten the stranglehold tighter and tighter and tighter until you show that you can um, do something to force them to loosen up. We haven't been able to do that. They can just sit back there and play cover one, uh, single high safety, gap sound in the box, press man across, challenge you to, like, you because you can't throw short anymore because they're up pressuring you at the line of scrimmage. And you just got to gotta beat them on go balls, and becomes difficult. So,
2: I, Look, I, the last thing I want to do today is have a negative tone on this show. OU won by 15. They needed right. the win. They doubled the spread that we all thought was weird. They won their sixth game. Like, all, all that's great. It's just, man, they had a golden opportunity to hang a number on those guys, a lopsided score that we'd be talking about for a while. When it's 28 nothing at the end of the first quarter, it was hard not to think to yourself, can they not win this game 56-7 to or 63-7? to And I know that that may be coming from a very greedy place, but if you're up 28 nothing at the end of the
1: first quarter,
2: I think it's okay to have wanted them to step on the throat and win by about seven touchdowns instead yeah. of
1: 28-13. Yeah. No, that's right. Um, I get it. I understand. I um... – I know people are are going to be frustrated with it, and I get it. Um, I wish I had a, a better answer for the reasoning. Right? You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of where we are, but it leaves me thrilled with the defense. Yeah, because what our offense is something like two of thirty. On third and fourth down conversions. It's like a Shaq free
2: throw percentage at this point.
1: Yeah, in the last two games, and we won one by, what, 15 points, and we should have won the other. That's how good the defense has been the last two weeks. You know? Yeah. So um, that's got me feeling, feeling pretty good because – I still don't think the defense is. Even though the the last two weeks have been solid, especially against Oklahoma State, where you got the win because uh, you got the stops you needed late. Um, I I still don't think that we've even scratched the surface. Think there's there's a lot left in this group, and moving forward, the young guys. I, I'm, I'm Bowman, Stutzman, like some of the some of the young corners in the secondary. Right, right, I'm I'm looking forward to see what these guys turn into.
2: So, let's see. They had four turnovers against Oklahoma State, two that's against right. West Virginia, one against Baylor, and three against – that's 11 turnovers in the past four games.
1: Turnovers yeah. were hard
2: to come by earlier in the year, and they've got 11 in four games. Wow. It sh- probably should have had about four more on Saturday. Spencer Sanders Tyler, should have had about eight picks.
1: Now, I may be wrong. I need to research this. But – 11 turnovers in four games, and I think the only points that we've gotten off of it were the touchdown whenever Luulu returned it inside Seriously? the box. Seriously? No
2: way. I think so. Oh, my gosh. Well, no, so. the, the Stutzman interception at Iowa State late in the game, didn't they go up two scores on that one? Remember when he um, – he picked yeah. it off all uh, – yeah, I, I yep, think yep, he yep. – Yeah, he intercepted all the way down to the, like, uh, two-yard line and OU scored in two plays after that. But, okay. but I mean, yep. it, it may not be just one touchdown, but well, it hasn't I'm been thinking, very many.
1: You know, and I was, like, from the Baylor game, we got nothing. And we turned them over on downs in that game, too, and got nothing. West Virginia, we got nothing. And uh, – Oklahoma State, we got nothing until that touchdown. It's
2: crazy. We were
1: we were one for four on turning uh, turnovers into points. So, got to get better. But hey, uh, work in progress, and. We'll see what happens moving forward. I, hey, well, I,
2: it better be the defense. Uh, it, it, whatever I'm going to pick this weekend, if I'm if I pick OU to win this game, then I feel like I'm going to have to say that OU the OU defense is going to carry them to a victory. Like I don't have confidence at this offense at this point, even against the Tech defense that's not great, can go out and win them a game. I haven't I haven't seen it, man. This offense early, is the issue with this team right now.
1: Yeah, early week, Phil, for me. It's just Monday, early week, Phil, 4-0, uh, <laughs> Oklahoma.
2: They get six, tur- six turnovers, and they don't get any points <laughs> off of them. Yeah, I, I hear you.
1: Oh, man. All right, keep hitting us on the text on 651-3439. Hanging out at Newcastle Casino today. Stay tuned.
0: Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC truck series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier.
2: It's all the difference on the playing field and in life. At McFarland Methodist Church, we believe that a strong faith is a great preparation for the ups and downs of life, and we have lots of ways to practice and strengthen our faith. Come be a part of a midweek Bible study or community service event, or join us for traditional or modern worship on
0: Sunday morning. You're always welcome at McFarland, where we're changing lives that change the world. Learn more on our website at McFarlandUMC.org, or call us at
2: 321-3484. It is a Reaction Monday on The Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, keep those texts coming on the air. Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. We haven't done the best job of getting to the text line up to this point, so let's do that now. Anyone griping about Bedlam needs to grow up. Great win with lots of positives for this team and carrying over into the future. Same people didn't think we could even win, much less double the spread. Rubbish. That individual's not here for the complaints.
1: Uh, yeah, That well, I understand that. Uh, I understand anyone that comes away from that game that says, what are the complaints about? We won. A lot of people thought we weren't going to win. Uh, a lot of people texted our text line and said they have no chance to win. What are we even talking about? Um, and they did it. They did it unconventionally, but they did it. Um, But I also understand people that come away frustrated and wondering what's going on and what happened and how could the offense have kind of fallen apart here like they have recently. And I I get that. I get both. Um, You know, it, it's it's kind of the the predicament we're in, right? We are um, we are a blue blood program that's won a ton of football games, and won a ton of football games recently, and people want to be right back in the national conversation right now, as they should. So, I they they see every I. The, the win against Oklahoma State is not really, I yes, people are happy. We're bowl eligible. Um, we got the win over Bedlam. Like, we don't know how many more of those we're going to have. Happy about that. But really the concern is not beating Oklahoma State or beating Texas Tech. It is making college football playoffs, yep. winning conference championships, winning national championships. And I get that. Um. so I, I, I understand the frustration. I understand people that are saying, you know, just enjoy the victory. I don't think it I makes you a bad fan,
2: it. though, to be frustrated after that game on Saturday.
1: No. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. Um, But here's the thing. It doesn't matter this year. I, obviously, we all want to build and beat Tech and beat – Whoever we play in a bowl game. Did Mississippi I hear you State say in Mississippi the Texas State? Bowl. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: That's what it, there's a lot of Texas. Well, it's either uh, it was Arizona in the Liberty, which I thought that was a Big 12 SEC bowl game, but whatever. Arizona in the Liberty. A lot of Mississippi wow. State in the Texas Bowl, which is in Houston. Some Arkansas in the Texas Bowl. And then a random OU SMU first responder bowl, which, oh, God, please no. Yeah, please.
1: Um, do not here's make what I think about, about
2: that. SMU for four weeks.
1: Right now, I'd re- I'd rather play Mississippi State than any of those. We do not want to play Arizona right now with the way that that quarterback runs around for them. Um, that's a, that team is on the rise right now, playing pretty good football. Um, if we played Arkansas, you know that Spider Man meme where there's all the Spider Men standing around yes. pointing at each other. Yes. I feel like that's a, us in Arkansas right now. Um, so give me Mississippi State. Mike Out Leach, uh,
2: what do you think about the possibility of uh, facing the OU defense in a bowl game? And I'm genuinely fearful. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, man. let's move on. Someone said uh, Mike Gundy was genuinely fearful during the game on Saturday, which, yeah, we'll talk about that next hour.
1: Good yeah. afternoon
2: from Minneapolis. Time to move Laulu, Bowman, Colden, White, and Stutzman to, re- to the receiving core or at least during practice, so Mims, Farouk, and Gibson know what a catch looks like. Also DG, more touch, less laser. His laser lasers stray on him, it seems.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, there there are times he needs to put some touch on it. It's hard though, because a lot of those throws are RPOs. And on that those slant routes, you gotta bang those in. Because you got defenders that are collapsing on him, but I do understand the point and I agree. There's you know, that's part of playing quarterback is you gotta know know when to feather it and know when to hammer it. And yeah, there's just been there's been way too many drops. How many drops did Farouk Again, have?
2: Why I mean you can be critical of Levy, you can be critical of Gabriel, and I'm not saying that those aren't fair, but the wide receivers after the first quarter played very poorly. They yeah. deserve, if you want to hammer Dylan Gabriel that's fine but hammer the wide receivers at the same time because they were equally as bad
1: right yep let's get you a few, let's get yeah, you a few more
2: uh let's please not be pathetic and act like we are okay with mediocrity this isn't the Arkansas Razorbacks yes glad we won but if we want to be better then we need to be uh critical for starters the offense was trash and Lebby needs to go. I'm seeing a lot of Lebby needs to go on the text line today. A lot of it.
1: Needs to go? Why?
2: Because he doesn't understand clock management is what I'm guessing most people would say, their, their response.
1: Well, I <clears> – Hmm. <throat> I'm fascinated that the the takeaway is that the offensive coordinator needs to go. We don't. There's no there's no leeway at all about um, about any of the play out there on the field, like we just talked about with the wide receivers making grabs and and like you go back to last week to West Virginia two great play designs for easy touchdowns and we don't convert either one of them. I, is that why? Why is that a get rid of the offensive coordinator? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing no, I, this week. I, yeah. Great play design. Great play design gets Farouk wide open down the sideline. Great play design on Drake Stoops on the little rub wheel route. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I just I don't follow the logic I there. don't
2: think he needs to go, but he's there there's gotta be a better understanding of clock management. That's gotta be handled a lot better. And that's what I mean, I was disappointed in a lot of things offensively, but you knew the off you knew the defense was playing well all night long. Yeah. And if you can't do anything offensively, at least do something to try and aid your defense who's carrying you. And they didn't even do that. I, I like again. I thought the offense put the defense in an even worse spot on Saturday. They did. Which, if you're going to play bad, I guess so be it. But play
1: bad slowly. At least
2: play bad slowly.
1: Yes, and yeah. don't
2: snap it with 17 seconds left on the on the play clock.
1: Right. The only thing I can say about that is when and we heard Coach Venable's talked about this back in the spring and I I think we've fallen victim to this a little bit. But tempo is good whenever it's used as a weapon, not whenever it's a necessity. Agree. And I think in Levy's defense a little bit, I think right now, as poorly as the offense is playing, like, in order to be able to try and convert a first down, I it's a necessity that they have to go fast. Like, they're not, they're not moving people off the ball enough. They're not separating from defensive backs enough to be able to slow down. It's like the only thing that they have to be able to try and convert first downs is to try and go fast, which I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that that's a good answer and that's a good formula, but... That's my only explanation as to why they were playing at the pace they were when they were. So, we'll see. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number one next here from Newcastle Casino.
0: Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. It's the season of giving thanks, pumpkin spice, and everything nice. Get the nicest deals on all the new Buicks at Dorsey Jones Buick.
2: Get students ready for college and careers. Mills of Hope, a preview of the OU women's basketball team, and our Veteran of the Month, Joe Music. Find the November issue of 19th Street on stands or
0: online at 19thStreetMagazine.com.
2: Cavens Construction bringing you this hour of the rush on a reaction Monday. CavensConstruction.com. Here's the latest uh, bowl projections that are out there. One of them does not make sense. We'll get to that. Uh, ESPN, they have two. OU versus Arkansas in the Texas Bowl. OU versus Mississippi State in the Texas Bowl. CBS has OU Mississippi State in the Texas Bowl. 24-7 has OU Arizona in the Liberty Bowl. Sports Illustrated, OU, SMU, in the First Responder Bowl, God, please no. And then the Action Network has OU, Mississippi State, in the Texas Bowl. I, I think Arizona has like four wins. I don't even know if they can make it to a bowl game with like one game left, but whatever. Yeah. Um, OU, Mississippi State, and the Texas Bowl is what we need. Play an SEC uh, team, Mike Leach, that would be a whole lot more fun than Arizona or SMU.
1: Is the Texas Bowl, is that played at the Cotton Bowl at the fairgrounds?
2: Uh, It's played about three hours away from there in Houston at NRG
1: Stadium. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. uh Uh,
2: Uh-huh. Where OU has uh, not had very good luck uh, recently. Final Four loss, mm. the Houston loss. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm not a fan of Houston at all. Uh, Well, then you should probably
2: root for the Liberty Bowl if you care about, you know, playing an SEC team or anything like that.
1: And where's that one played? Uh, Memphis. Okay.
2: Jeez, I need to get you learned up on the the bowl the bowl games and where they're played.
1: at. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I don't know where, where, did, all the where I. We're gonna do, fla- do
2: flashcards in the second hour of the show to get you acquainted with all of these.
1: Sorry, I'm used to New Year's six. Okay. <laughs> I'm not i Complain I'm not about Miami. That's uh, what we normally yeah. do this time of the year. That's right. All right, quick timeout. Hour number one in the books. We'll hit more here from Newcastle next. Stay tuned.
0: 1400 AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma City, and 99.3 FM, K257DA, the Ref Sports Radio Network. The Ref Radio Sports Network has the Sooner State covered. Yeah.